The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 18th. In today's news, former First Lady Barbara Bush has passed away. CIA Director Mike Pompeo made a secret trip to North Korea. And Mitch McConnell says he'll block the Senate from voting on a bipartisan bill to protect Bob Mueller. But first, the big idea. A new progressive coalition aims to improve Democratic messaging against Donald Trump. Many of the Democratic talking heads you see on television are making arguments, frankly, that aren't rhetorically helpful to the party's candidates for 2018. They may gin up the liberal base, but they don't really sway any voters who really will matter as the midterms approach. To address this, several prominent progressive groups and leading Democratic pollsters are teaming up today to launch what they're calling Navigator Research. This new effort, which hasn't been previously reported, is designed to equip outside groups, individual candidates, and cable pundits with tools to help them be smarter about the language they use when criticizing Trump and Republicans in Congress. There's a feeling among many elite Democrats that their side right now is focused way too much on public polls related to the generic ballot or Trump's approval rating or what percentage of people support the GOP tax bill. These surveys do nothing to shape how Democrats talk about these issues. One of the leading pollsters working on this new initiative is Jeffrey Pollack, the president of Global Strategy Group. In an interview, he explained their theory of the case. I think today I hear more than anything when I'm out talking to uh, folks uh, who know what I do, they want to talk about message. They want to ask me, like, what's the Democratic message or what is a message? Not a Democratic message, but what's the messaging that is ch- that, um, that sort of is challenging progressives uh, today. And to me, when the news cycle is the length of the tweet, I think that challenge is more acute than ever. Pollock advises several Fortune 100 companies, a handful of the potential 2020 presidential candidates and many Democratic members of Congress. He says Navigator Research plans to conduct monthly polls that'll come out about the middle of every month. And they'll also do focus groups. And then they'll publicly disseminate what they learn with specific arguments and talking points that they think are most likely to get traction with target voters. They want the subjects they're looking at to be relevant to what's going on, and they plan to adjust based on the very fast-moving news cycle. The advisory council overseeing this research includes representatives from some of the left's most powerful groups, like the AFL-CIO, the Center for American Progress Action Fund, EMILY's List, and the Latino Victory Project. Alumni of the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Bernie Sanders campaign are involved. The first polling report being published today looks at three themes, the economy, corruption, and political disruption. One of the big challenges for Democrats this year, for example, is that the economy is actually doing pretty well. Unemployment is low, growth is continuing, etc. So they looked at how Democrats should be talking about the economy, and they discovered there's a lot of anxiety about the future. As Pollock puts it, So when you talk about sort of the economy today, things are a little bit rosier. When you talk about the economy tomorrow, they're very concerned. And so to me, that's a very easy way of pointing out, like, again, we're focused on language and how 
uh, sort of progressives should think about um, attacking language. That's the point. So if you're going to talk about framing economic frames, talk about the concerns of tomorrow. Don't talk about today. Pollock also thinks corruption is a word Democrats should integrate into their messaging. He thinks it will become a potent theme in the run-up to the fall elections, just as it was in 2006 when the Democrats last beat Republicans to take control of the House. He said voters right now think everybody in Washington is corrupt, and most Americans don't trust either party. But one key difference his research shows is that voters are more receptive to the argument that Republicans are likelier to use government to personally enrich themselves and their wealthy donors. His latest polling shows people don't think the Republican tax plan was passed for policy reasons. They don't even think it was done for ideological reasons. A plurality thinks it was done for purely campaign reasons. If Democrats want to win, Pollock thinks they should relentlessly repeat this argument when they're talking about the tax cuts. He also thinks a lot of Democrats aren't talking about Trump the right way. As he explained, I sit in focus groups all the time and people will say, look, Donald Trump, I may think he's a jerk. I may think he's um, obnoxious. I may think um, uh, he's insane even, but he is trying to shake things up. And we see that. His research shows that voters are much more concerned when the message is that Trump is breaking the rules instead of shaking things up. He's urging progressives to use that term, breaking the rules. Almost 60 percent of voters are less favorable to him because he is breaking those rules. So even though the voters will say, yeah, 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 he's shaking things up. um, The reality is uh, an overwhelming number say, I'm not so sure that that shakeup is that good of a thing. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, she had the distinction of being the wife of one president and the mother of another. Former First Lady Barbara Bush passed away on Tuesday. She was known as America's warm-hearted grandmother. Mrs. Bush has been battling chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and congestive heart failure. She was 92. Number two. CIA Director Mike Pompeo made a top-secret trip to North Korea over Easter weekend and met personally with Kim Jong-un. The trip happened shortly after Trump tapped him to be Secretary of State and is part of a broader effort to lay the groundwork for direct talks between Trump and Kim over North Korea's nuclear weapons program. The meeting is the highest level contact between the two countries since the year 2000, when then-Secretary of State Madeleine Albright met with Kim Jong-il, the current leader's father. Pompeo, who is leading the administration's negotiations with Pyongyang, told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee last week that he's optimistic Trump and Kim will be able to have a conversation and potentially make a deal. Trump told reporters at Mar-a-Lago yesterday that he and Kim plan to talk in June, if not sooner. Number three, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announced yesterday on Fox News, the president's favorite network, that he will refuse to allow a floor vote on bipartisan legislation to protect special counsel Bob Mueller. McConnell says the legislation is not necessary because, quote, there's no indication Mueller's going to be fired. His statement comes as Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, said his panel would take up and pass the measure before the end of the month. Meanwhile, the FBI's raid of Trump lawyer Michael Cohen's office and home last week continues to deeply rattle the president. It soured him on his willingness to answer Mueller's questions and sit for an interview. Since last week, the president has become increasingly agitated and has started railing against members of his own beleaguered team. 
It's also made him more likely to take action against Mueller or potentially Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, despite what McConnell says. The raid has further intensified Trump's efforts to also recruit better lawyers to represent him in the investigation. We hear that his team could grow in size by the end of this week. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 18th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.